Hare Krishna. Welcome to Sangatan On. This is Anandamurai Das, your host. And today we're here with a, a very special guest, uh, Her Grace Divyangi Devi. She's based out of New York City at the Brooklyn Temple. And for many years now, about five years, she's been uh, a big force in the book distribution there in New York City. And so I've been wanting to uh, have you on for some time. So I'm very grateful that you're with us. Thank you for taking this time. Thank you so much for inviting me. It's really nice to serve you in that way. To spread, yeah. uh, you know, with different stories of Sankirtan. Thank you. Oh, it's so wonderful. So I, I wanted to give an opportunity for you just to kind of express and share a little bit about your story, just so, you know, if devotees don't know you, they can kind of have a little idea of how you came to Krishna consciousness and, and, and yeah, what, what, what that whole journey was like for you. Well, I came to Krishna consciousness about five years ago. And um, one of my friends, she gave me a book, of course. <laughs> it, it was A Journey Home by His Holiness Radhanath Swami. Huh. And I read it and I was just, well, I was already interested in spirituality. But not exactly. I, didn't, I had no idea about any kind of, you know, Krishna consciousness, anything like that. But uh, she, she then uh, invited me to the temple, to the Brooklyn temple. And I started coming just for Sunday feast, just to take some prasadam to dance. I actually, I really didn't like to listen to lectures. Uh. <laughs> so I just, I was coming only to take prasadam. Yeah, and I would come uh, about uh, like a half of year, like that, almost every Sunday with her. I, and at some point I met Harinam devotees. And... They invited me to Harinam. They would invite everyone to Harinam to kind of join, right? To, you know, come and chant. And I came there and I never left. Yeah, so I, yeah, I was working. I would go all the time after work. Uh, I was working and then I was studying. So in between job and um, uh, school, I would go there like all the time. Wow. Yeah, and then I would just chant, but then I started distributing books, maybe like after, sometime after about four months I joined. Because actually also I have very interesting background. Uh, in my country, I was really good salesperson. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I could sell anything to anybody. That's wow. what I was doing for five years. And when I saw how devoted distribute books at Harinam, I was thinking, what kind of technique do they use? You know, yeah. like, it's very interesting. I want to hear it. And then, you know, I understood that there wasn't really a technique. There was a technique, some kind of technique, right? But it was really out of, you know, they wanted to give good things to people. That's how I joined. Mm. Yeah. And where, where, what, where are you from again? Is it it's Russia or Belarus or where are you from? Belarus, yes. Belarus, Belarus. okay. And what were, you, what were you selling before? <laughs> All kinds of things. Well, I started from a different kind of... Uh, you know what you use in the kitchen? Uh, yeah, like kitchen like all these different things. Yes, kitchen utensils. Then uh, cosmetics, books, also. Yeah. And but you know, before we would go out, also right to kind of sell things, um, we had this practice, right? That you basically have to make person, you know, uh, you have to describe thing in a way that person would like it. 
yeah. <laughs> and, and, and we would, you know, uh, do with all different kind of things like that. So just to make person, you know, want this thing. So it's good yeah. practice. And then I could use it. <laughs> so what was your, what was the experience? What was your, the difference in your experience when you started distributing books? Because you, you started going to the Harinam and then you just, you would see the devotees day in, day out distributing these books. And you're like, oh, I used to sell a lot of things. Let me try that. What was your, what was your experience going to book distribution? Actually, it was completely different experience. Because, um, well, I understood that probably I could use some kind of my, you know, whatever <laughs> tricks I knew, right? Mm. But, you know, if you compare, right, like, um, I could definitely see the purity of that. Mm. Because usually, right, all these things, you know, all selling, right? Even we know, like, why she has, right? They are a little bit kind of, you know, the merchants, and sometimes they kind of cheat people, right? Mm. But when you do it only for money, you're always cheating people. Mm. Like, it, it's all basically, uh, you know, it's based on kind of cheating. Because, you know, a person doesn't need really thousands of different perfumes, right? Or thousands mm. of different things on his kitchen, right? But you make mm. him kind of, you know, uh, you make him want it. But with books, it was completely different because um, it was just different. You know, these guys, they were working so hard. Mm. But, you know, they didn't get paid. They didn't get any kind of, you know... And they would do it for six hours without any stop, right? Mm. And I was thinking, what kind of force is that? You know, what is mm. this? So I could definitely feel the purity that, you know, you don't have to cheat people. You don't have to, you know, if person doesn't want to take a book, it's fine, right? Like that. Mm. So, and also like, because it's, um, you know, there is an um, explanation to that, right? Mm. We know that ripe fruit and ripe fruit, right? Mm. In sales, it's not really like that. You just make everyone want it. Yeah. And and if and if he, if he doesn't take it, it means that you know you failed. You kind mm. of oh my god, you have to learn more, you have to read more, you have to practice more. But in here, you know, I could see that you know devotees didn't really um, feel upset if they didn't distribute mm. books. They just kept going. So it's really, you know, I was really uh, um, impressed by that. Mm. So it was kind of similar, but. It, you know, the, the quality was different, absolutely yeah. different. I'm thinking of, there's one anecdote with um, the devotees in the 70s when I, I'm forgetting initially where I heard this, but where the devotees are all distributing books out in front of O'Hara Krishna Airport, O'Hara Airport. And, uh, and all these businessmen are watching them and they're thinking, oh, they're like seeing all these books go out and they're like, oh, I can do this. Let me, give me some of those books. And they, and they thought because of their experience that they would be able to distribute books. And then for about an hour, they didn't distribute anything. And uh -huh. uh, yeah, just to the point that you're bringing up that, yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a sense of, it's a sacrifice. It's a, it's a yagya. It's a, it's, it's the sense of I'm showing up as an offering, as a sacrifice um, I'm not, I'm not actually just trying to make some profit, get something. And, and actually, you know, um, everything that we're distributing in these, in these, in Srila Prabhupada's books, right. It's actually everything that everyone's looking for. Yes. Everyone's looking for Krishna. And, uh, so that's very sweet. And what is, um, because one of the one of the memories that I have of you, I remember I was in the Bhakti Center a few years ago, and I remember right after morning program, you went right to the front of the temple next to the altar, and by the window you just started reading Bhagavatam, 
And so I just remember your not only dedication to book distribution, seeing you, you know, at the at the Harinam about, you know, going six hours a day for many years. How long did you distribute at the Harinam in New York City? Uh, like two and a half years. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, these these are some of the memories that I have of you just doing full-time book distribution. And then I remember that one day, I forget when exactly it was, but we were in the Bhakti Center, and right after morning program, you went right to the front of the temple and you started reading Bhagavatam. So what is what is kind of your realization and what is your relationship with Srila Prabhupada's books, um, you know, in regards to your distributing them and in regards to your reading them? What's what What, what, what are your thoughts on that? You know, when I just started doing that, right, obviously it wasn't a pure motive, right? I, whatever was it, you know, maybe I wanted to be, you know, better than someone else, right? Or it's kind of maybe false ego because, you know, I, I didn't, I hardly even read Bhagavad Gita at that time, mm. right? Honestly speaking, but for some reason I had the desire to distribute them. And the point is the more it kind of works together, right? It's book distribution, book reading. Because the more you uh, read, the more you want to distribute that. But also when you distribute the books, people ask you different questions, for example, mm-hmm. right? And uh, sometimes you don't know the answer. You really don't know the answer. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you have to go and look for that. And then you will know, right, for the next time, or even for yourself. So, and reading, it really helps. Also, you know, you know uh, for yourself that book distribution is not, well, it's, it's very, very nice thing to do, but it's not always easy. Mm. especially when you know you do it for six hours every day mm. every day right you kind of want to do it but so many mind things so many bodily things right mm. and when you really uh read right if you really like focus on even Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita right you really uh forget about all these things mm. which is you know in this way it helps to control the mind because many different difficulties can come up right and it, this, it's my personal experience that what through all these years, what really helped me is just really observing in region, mm. you know, for myself and for, of course, to distribute it, right? Because you want to know what you distribute it to people. But also it's not really an impediment. I heard the story from um, the early days from someone from the West Coast, right? The devotee, he didn't really, you know, know what this book's about, but then he would distribute these books. And then somebody asked him, you know, oh, what's this book about? And then he said, you know, honestly, I don't know, but somebody says it's a good book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then this person took it. <laughs> so, the, you know, sincerity, it's nice. But of course, it's good to know what is in them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it definitely that, helped that, a lot. That famous anecdote from His Grace Vaisheshwari Prabhu, he says that when he, they went into the room and Srila Prabhupada said these books, they're, you know, they're, the, uh, Prabhu and the team there introduces, these are, you know, the best book distributors in San Francisco and they're distributing your book, Srila Prabhupada. Prabhupada looked at them and he said, well, you must also read these books. These books are meant for you to read also. Yeah. Um, I think probably many of you may, or many people may know you from just in social media. I remember you had at one point a hundred day project where you were sharing uh, just different examples of, of, and different stories of distributing books and just pictures of people receiving books. And I'm wondering if you would like to share just, you know, a few uh, incidents that uh, were, were left, left you inspired some, some yeah. stories that from your Sangerton. It was a such a great experience, you know, this, this, like I did two 
or three times this 100-day project, but the first one was really exciting because you don't know, really, you know, it's actually, uh, I came to the point that, you know, the six hours even, <laughs> I don't know how it sounds, but it, it wasn't really enough. You know, mm. I, wanted to, I wanted to make it not only that, you know, I come to one place, right, and distribute just six hours book. Here, I'm book distributor, wherever I'm helping, right, but then I'm going to my house and then I'm someone else. Mm. So I wanted to make it one, right so i didn't mm. want to really depend on time place i wanted to really distribute books wherever i'm going i'm going and you know like you guys watch shake everybody always tells keep the book with you and mm. if if there is opportunity and this was the like uh, idea of the project mm. and no matter what uh i uh, i was have to you know i i had to give a book to someone at least right and some story um there's really nice story once when um, I remember I would go to Mangal Arti to the Bhakti Center and I would take a train. So it mm. took me like 40, 40 minutes to get there. Mm. And usually there was nobody in the train. Maybe like one person or two people. And usually, you know, at 4 a.m. you don't really want to talk to anyone and nobody want to really talk to you, right? Mm. But uh, I remember I was sitting and then it was this um, person with a dog. And, mm. you know, I looked at him and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, maybe... Maybe I should give him a book and I'm like, come on, it's 4 a.m., you know, and this person, you know, he, he holds some kind of like a bulldog, right? Uh, this, this, this a little bit scary dog. And, and the mind tells, you know, oh, he's, he's homeless probably, you know, like don't even bother him, you know, he's homeless. Mm. And, but because it's 40 minutes, right, right? I would, I would just chant, but then I'm like, okay, again, I'm looking at him and he's just with his dog, you know. And I'm like, this is, you know, he looks actually okay. Maybe he, it's not that bad. And then again, you know, like, okay, I'm not going to do it, you know. <laughs> and, you know, I had this conversation in my mind. Yeah. But then it, it left maybe like three or four stops till my stop. Mm. I'm like, okay, Krishna, let me do it. I'll just do it. And whatever happens, this is on, for you, on you know, everything on you. And then I just start talking to him. <laughs> you know? Oh, you know, I, I like your dog. And then he starts talking to me and he's very, very sweet, you know, and actually this is a puppy. Mm. <laughs> so, and he just carries this puppy. Yeah. And he appeared to be very, very nice. And I asked him whether he uh, liked to read and he said, yeah. And then he said, what you got? So he asked me himself and I said, Bhagavad Gita, do you know about Bhagavad Gita? And he said, actually, you know what? I used to live in that um, uh, place next to Second Avenue, and I would always uh, see these monks in orange. They never approached me, you know, but I would see them every day there. Right? Wow. <laughs> and, and then, yeah, he took this book and he gave me a good donation and I invited him to, him to the temple. And you see, it was, you know, it's like a, you never know who you meet. And even though mind, you know, gives so many different excuses not to do that. Yeah. But you never know who you meet. Wow. This is, yeah, this is, this was really nice. Or, yeah, there was, and then, there was the, the, the hesitation was there, but then you then, then just in, in speaking to him, it was kind of that, that voice of super soul just urging you more, just talk, just like offer the book, <laughs> offer the book, show the book. And, and then it comes to, you know, you come to find that, oh, wow, this person had seen devotees before and no other devotee had approached him. And now you're the first devotee that's approaching him with, with, mm -hmm. with the words of, of Krishna and Bhagavad Gita. That's amazing. It is, yeah. And, you know, it's just, you, you just kind of surrender, right, to your, to your super soul. Just, okay, just do it. It's nice. 
you were gonna, yeah, yeah. So you're yeah, gonna yeah. share one other one. Yeah, um, there's so many, you know, but uh, one I remember. Um, I was just um, going back to to my house, and it was again 40 minutes ride in train, mm-hmm. and then it was almost my stop. And then I and I see this person, and I didn't, you know, I didn't distribute books. I was just whatever I was doing, maybe listening to something or reading. But then I just see this person right across from me, and he's reading this book called Bhakti Yoga, like small mm-hmm. book. And then I'm like, oh, well, you know, it's like New York City subway, right? It's thousands of people. And, it, you know, the chance to see someone reading Srila Prabhupada's book at yeah. 9 p.m., it's a little bit, you know, <laughs> well, I was astonished. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, is he a devotee? You know, I started looking for Tilak or something like that, but I didn't find. And then um, he happened to... Um, uh, exit to the same stop as me yeah. and then I approached him and said excuse me where did you get this book from yeah and and he said oh this book he said ah oh, you know somebody gave it to me and I'm like mm, there must be story behind that <laughs> and I'm like where yeah. did you get it <laughs> who gave it to you he said actually uh, my girlfriend got it from someone at Union Square Park that's where Harry Nam right yeah. used to be and she never read it but she gave it to me and i read it and it's very very nice i like it and actually he was a jewish and he was going to uh i believe he was going to jerusalem by by plane right because i was oh, living yeah. right next to the airport oh, okay and and i said do you want another book i have a really nice book and i gave him signs of self-realization and he said oh yeah absolutely i read it in a plane and he gave nice donation and he, and he promised that he will read it in a plane yeah. And that's it. It's very really nice. It's and he was. I don't know whether he was Jewish, right or not, but yeah, he was very, very open-minded and very sweet, and also very young. Wow. Yeah, I was just hearing one lecture today. Um, Madhavananda Prabhu was giving a talk. I was seeing on on Facebook Live, and he was reading one letter that Srila Prabhupada had written to um, some some official in Canada, and I'm forgetting his name now, but. He was essentially saying this Krishna conscious movement, you know, we have many boys and girls from Jewish families, from, you know, Islamic families, and and there's no requirement to change one's religion. Simply we're trying to provide a a society, a a process by which we can all become closer to God. And so this Mm -hmm. beauty of... And uh, and Madhavananda Prabhu told one, one story about... Um, he was giving one program in, uh, in a country that was predominantly Muslim. And a, one lady would come there and she was wearing a burqa. And he was, he was very, he was, he'd never seen that before at like a Hare Krishna program, someone wearing a burqa. And so he asked the devotees afterwards, she said, oh yeah, this, this her name is, uh, you know, Bhakti and so-and-so, and she's very sincere. She chants 16 rounds every day, but she also chants her prayers to uh, Mecca five times a day. And uh, mm. she wears the burqa because her family like wouldn't accept that they would kill her if if wow. she didn't wear it. So then he was just reflecting how nice that is. That yeah, that's what that's what and 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 kind of from your story also. This is what bhakti is all about. This is what Shri Prabhupada came to give us. He came to give us something that would transform the heart. Not that not that I'm trying to change the world or. Um, you know, kind of the externals of the situation, but I'm changing my heart, orienting it towards devotion to God, to Krishna. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
And I think, you know, that goes back kind of to what you're saying in, about book distribution earlier. It's that it's not just I'm going to convince all these people to buy these books, right? But actually by the, by the, the offering of our heart and service and sacrifice like that, and people yeah. become attracted to, to what, you know, what we're experiencing. <laughs> if I, may I share one more story? It's, it's very funny. So <laughs> it just happened recently in Brooklyn. You know, people in Brooklyn sometimes, you know, kind of um, harsh, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, they're not, I mean, they, they're okay with saying in very unpolite things. Yeah, anyway. they're stra- straightforward. People will be very straightforward. <laughs> yes, but it's nice. But I've noticed usually I, I started putting book table right like next to the subway in one place every day, right? I would do it. This was, this it, was beginning of the year or when, when, when was this? Uh, yeah, uh, I believe it was, yeah, because now Corona happened, I guess it was like a September, October, okay. like whole summer, but also, you know, then I just decided to put it in one table, in one, in one place, a table, and people kind of would know me, but, you know, I would always offer the books, and sometimes it's, it, it's some curtain, right? Sometimes you stand there for two hours, and really nobody takes books. Mm. And even, uh, play, you know, some people start to blaspheme in you, you know, like, oh, what are you doing here? You know, all this, da, da, da. Uh, but, you know, I just usually don't pay really so much attention, just give them candies, right, like that. And then I remember this guy, he, you know, I, he was standing right next to his car. And I came up to him and I offered him a book. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not interested in that, you know, like, uh, no, no, no. Okay, you know, no worries. And then I started uh, distributing books again to people. And then after some time, about an hour, he came up to me and he, said, and he gave me money. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. <laughs> and he said, here, you know, if you stand in here for two hours and, you know, nobody <laughs> takes your books, right? It must be something in it that, you know, you, you, you really convinced in that. Right? You, really, wow. you really tried to give it to people. Here, this is a donation for you. But actually, I gave him a book, obviously, right? I said, please read it. You know, it's very nice. It will change your life. And he took a book. But, you know, in so many instances, actually, like that, the people just, you know, they kind of speak with you. Yeah. But, you know, try to kind of, oh, yeah, I'm so cool. But then they go somewhere away and they see and they watch you. You know, they watch you from, from a side. What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. I've noticed like a few times. Very so. wonderful. What um, what is your your method? I mean, you've you've been doing book distribution for for a good amount of time now. And what is your what is your practice, or do you have a practice? What's your approach to following up with people? And kind of what is what has been your experience with with that after after meeting people in book distribution? After meeting people, uh, kind of like inviting them to the programs, like in this way, you mean? Yeah, yeah. What's kind of your what's kind of your approach? So um, usually, you know, I usually see because also you meet different kind of people. Sometimes they just take book and they don't need anything else. And for some reason, they take book, right? Which is okay. Some people become really interested, mm. and then you know you just start. I just start talking with them more about you know, like what what they're really looking in life like why they because most of them they kind of disturbed by something and they try mm. to find out what is that and at least because um this personal connection 
sometimes means that you just have to listen to the person. You have to help him with, with, with something because usually people don't listen to each other. Mm. They just, one person talks something, another person talks something, and they think it's conversation, mm. right? But even, I, again, I had many experiences that I just listened to the person. And then, you know, they really open the heart. And after that, of course, we have different programs, right? One program is kind of more, you know, kind of bridge preaching, right? People mm. who are interested in meditation, yoga, but not that deep that they're ready to dance on Sunday feast. Yeah. But some people, <laughs> they really open. And I always invite people to Sunday feast. And many people would come and, you know, just, um, honestly speaking, before coronavirus, I didn't appreciate that personal connection that much. Mm. Now we understand more <laughs> mm. what we need all these phones for. And now even if I don't distribute books, well, I call people, but if I, even if I don't take books, it's very, very nice to really hear this sincere you know, kind of heart opening that somebody cares about me. Mm. Yeah. So I'll be doing it more. But before we just, you know, uh, people would come for maybe one time, two times. Mm. But, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's not easy to cultivate people. It's not easy. But I see in this so much um, meaning right now than before. Mm. What, and what has been your uh, experience recently with coronavirus and you were mentioning uh, before the call that you, you're, you're calling people. And, and so kind of what, what's been your experience with that, with kind of cultivating these relationships? And what's the, what's the effect then? What's the impression that's left on you? Honestly, it helps me more than people, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel in this way at least. Mm. All right. But um, I don't know why, but it's quite challenging sometimes to really develop relationships, mm. right? And I don't know what is it, false ego, something else. But for some reason, you know, uh, when you see it as a service, right, just to just to really make good relationship with people. Mm. That's what I'm basically doing. Mm. You know, I don't want, you know, I just, yeah, I just try to talk to people and listen to them, like listen mm. to them a lot. Like what, what are they going through? What is going on? You know, because different things are going on in their lives. Yeah. And they really appreciate that. They really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Being able to just being able to uh, hear someone thoroughly and, and mm-hmm. just that feeling like, you know, we've all experienced being received and being heard and being understood and uh, how much that endears us to that person that's understood us. And, you know, I keep hearing in different lectures for some reason these things that really we have to make friendships mm. and really put it in practice, like to give them association, but not, don't take their association. Mm. Because many people, they really they come because of friendship. They come because, you know, you don't judge them. And, you know, whatever they can come, they come to the temple, right, mm. like that. Yeah, in her story, when Srila Prabhupada was initiating first devotees, right? They didn't really, like, know what it's all about, right? But they just trusted Prabhupada. Mm. They knew that, okay, you know, they had this kind of, you know, friendship, right? Like that. Mm. So, and it's kind of, I like this idea very much. Yeah. So, I guess in, in, in closing, do you have any, um, and, and I guess you're, you know, eager for the day that, that things open up again and being able to go out and, and distribute books again in the, in the concrete jungle of New York City. Um, but do you have any kind of last 
you know, minute or, or you know, insights into book distribution and, and, and anything, any words of wisdom that you'd like to encourage others in book distribution? Well, um, sometimes, you know, when we do any kind of service, when we don't do it for some time, I just sit in some devotees and in myself also. We kind of um, think that, okay, it's just gone, right? And then, you know, I don't know what to do right now with this service. It's actually, it's very nice to uh, think that it's, it's eternal. It's something in you already, mm. you know? Like, it's not like we can really... Uh, become someone yeah. we have our nature and we have our you know it's eternal nature mm. right what are we doing and it doesn't go anywhere so it's 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 nice to remember about that whatever you do any kind of service and even if you have to do another service for some time it's very good because mm. you have to really nourish yourself if you nourish yourself through different services um you have to find the joy in anything you do, mm. whether it's book distribution or, you know, cooking or anything like that. And if you really have this joy in whatever you do, you will be able to do your maybe like main service much better. Mm. So I'm experiencing it with, you know, I cannot really go out, but uh, I'm really engaged in different types of services. Right. And I really, really like it, but I know that, well, I still want to distribute books mm. and at some point maybe I will. <laughs> Let's see. Very nice. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time and thank you for your service. And it's very thank wonderful so to much. see you. And uh, looking forward to the, to yeah, more you know, um, as as things uh, move forward throughout this year, uh, just all the different ways in which that we that we as a community as a society we've developed ways to connect with each other and with others, and uh, and just now having that those established. Um, you know, aspects of outreach uh, added to the, the the tools in our in our box of being able to give Krishna consciousness to everyone. Mm-hmm. So, uh, looking forward to that, and and uh, thank you again for your time. Thank you so much for this nice podcast. <laughs> Jai Hare Krishna. Hare, Hare Krishna. Thank you again for listening to Sankirtan On. Please feel free to subscribe and share with your friends for regular updates and inspirational stories on how, by giving, we grow. Thank you for sharing this time with us. All glories to Srila Prabhupada.